0: This episode of Data Mesh Radio is brought to you in conjunction with Next Data. The startup, Jamak Deghani, the creator of Data Mesh, formed to focus on many of the challenges we discuss here in Jamak's Corner. As she states in her post announcing the company, if you are a rebel who shares our cause, a data leader who wants to adopt and help design our technology, or an investor interested in shaping the future of analytics and AI, we invite you to get involved at nextdata.com or by emailing hello at nextdata.com. I do encourage you to reach out to my good friend and awesome co-host in these episodes, Jmac. This specific episode is part of a longer interview I conducted with JMAC. The goal of these conversations is to dig deeper into specific topics rather than skimming the surface and to really discuss Jmac's views on the now and the future of data mesh what is possible now what can we do to set ourselves up for success and what is her ideal picture in the future once we have the ways of working and the tooling more figured out hopefully you get some great insights as well as seeing another side of the funny and wonderful person behind the data mesh paradigm and next data please do also follow on. LinkedIn and Twitter for more interesting insights and to keep an eye out on what she is working on. I think you'll be very interested. Welcome to another episode of J'Mac's Corner. So uh, we talked previously about is, is data mesh kind of right for you? So let's talk about that flip the script. Are you right for data mesh? And this is a, no, a judgment-free zone. It's okay if uh, you aren't ready to do data mesh, if, it's, uh, if, if you're not really at that level of, uh, of being there. And so we can talk about how you can get there as well. Um, a lot of people have put out these maturity models and, and things like that. What what do you think about the signs? What are the signs that somebody is ready to to go down this or to start the journey to start the journey of data mesh, right? Maybe the pre-journey and things like that. Where what capabilities do you think or what organizational things, you know, buy-in obviously important and, and all of that? Uh, but how do you think about when somebody is is saying, I'm I want to go down this path?
1: Hmm. Yeah, great question. And I don't pretend that I have uh, enough wisdom and experience to, you know, have an authoritative answer on this. But I can, um, I can, I can help uh, to get started. So I think the question that you asked probably can be uh, broken down into two questions. One is, um, you know, what are the characteristics of organizations that make adoption of readiness um, or give adoption of sorry give adoption of data mesh more probability of success right um, and less of a headwind or less of a risk that they need to manage and we can talk about a maturity model or some sort of a way of self evaluate um, is this the right time for me um, am i ready for this and then the second question perhaps the second part of that question would be what are the things I need? No, okay, it's lo- it looks like that based on my capabilities, um, I fit into, you know, a, a, a happy medium zone of, okay, it might have some risk for me, but I know what those risks are and I can mitigate them. Um, some things seem to be fairly aligned. We can move forward. Um, so once you and you get to that point, the second part of that question is, what are the things I need to intentionally do to be really ready and set this work for success, right? Which might lead into okay, what are the the first steps that you need to th- to think about, or how do you need to organize your change toward data mesh? Does that does that make sense, Scott? To kind yes. of break it down, break it down into two parts. Okay, so in terms of um, self assessment so that you're not taking too much risk upfront, or even if you do, you know what those risks are, then you can mitigate them. I think, you know, I, I, I put a spider graph in kind of chapter 15 of the book, and I can kind of walk through some of those. Uh, the one that is really close to my heart, and in fact, I ranked it as you really need to score high on this one to even, you know, think about being ready for data mesh is this domain-oriented organizational structure, right? Um, if your business um, is your business and tech working in close partnership, uh, is your technology organization representing um, the business domains? Have they organized themselves around the the, the business um, units, right? Uh, the business domain, so. If the answer is yes, you have a higher chance of success. And if the answer is no, no, we have, you know, a central IT, they're responsible for everything. They, you know, they, they prioritize projects that come from business on some backlog, and we've got, you know, fungible resources and people move around between these projects. It's just like a typical centralized IT uh, and not a domain-oriented tech and business organization. Then. Uh, good luck with you. Like you're going to be fighting against many other forces before even you get to the data mesh, right? Because data mesh is fundamentally about alignment of tech business app and data all together, right? As one unit. So I think that's, that's a big signal to kind of self, honestly, like self-assess. And, Um, The other, I, I will go in the order of what I think is like really key in terms of readiness. And the other one I would say is for this moment in time is technology at the core. There are organizations that dedicate, you know, technical resources, like all of these digital natives that we know kind of here in Silicon Valley or a lot of, or, you know, large scale organizations that dedicate a large amount of resources to technology people tools uh, you know and uh, and they see technology not only as a a piece that supports the business but it' actually influences and shapes the direction of the business right uh, that is really key uh, and uh, conversely if you're an organization that you just want to buy a bunch of you know services or technology solution and integrate them and you don't want to really dedicate internal resources to to shape them to build them I think it again, you've got to wait a few years because there's nothing for you to buy and call it the day and call it the data mesh, right? So that take out core is a, I see it's a big one uh, in terms of readiness. And then um, the other ones, I think more or less, I would probably see them at the same level of importance. Um, I would say long-term commitment, executive support, you mentioned buying really from top down, um, I mean, I love grassroot movements. I mean, data machine itself is a grassroot movement, right? Um, but when you come to an organization that needs to reshape the boundary of teams to work in a data mesh way, uh, they need to make changes that take, you know, both to organizational structure, to the roles of the people, to the technology that takes years you really need dedicated, courageous leaders from the top to to give you that air cover, to give you to fight through the budget fights, you know, you, you know, kind of quarter after quarter, um, and navigate through immediate burning business needs right now and point solutioning versus building a platform and manage that tension that always exists, right, with the tech initiative. So, so again, executive support, um, long term commitment really important and and you know we we talked about the organizational complexity and the signals that you should should you should have a pain right if you don't have a pain don't for look for a remedy um, so i think that hopefully that answers the first part of the question is that am i ready you know do i have the commitment do i have the right technology do i have the right skill sets that i need to do this change Shall we jump to the second part of your question, as in, well, how do you get ready and how you organize yourself? Or?
0: One question I would have is, is are there capabilities that you think are necessary? Like, you know, CI/CD, you already need to be doing these things on the software side. You need to be, you know, having a DevOps culture. You need to be doing those things. Is there anything that you think of on that side?
1: Yeah, it's a really good point. So, um, data mesh is very much bringing the the well-tested, evergreen software engineering practices to the world of data. It's a combination of these two. Um, I know that there are kind of <laughs> um, assumptions about data mesh or, or biased understandings that actually haven't understood this fact, but the reality of it is the complexity that data mesh introduces requires those software engineering practices applied to this field very thoroughly. So if you don't have that, if you're still treating data as just a bunch of files that you move around and put on some under some storage, and then you have, I don't know, analysts and scientists dive into those files, and you really don't have the... I know we, we are fascinated with making up UPS words, but data ops, we call it today, if you don't have those capabilities, um, if you don't have people with kind of engineering, software engineering background working side by side with your data and list people, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be really difficult. So I think, yes, modern software engineering practices all the way through um working with your kind of de- typical your data analysts with um, data scientists are 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 key. The other thing I would say is that the successful implementations of data mesh have um, really nailed down the product management and craftsman, like, you know, the crafts of product management, I guess, embedded into the world of data. I, I do emphasize that a lot in my conversations in the book, of course, it's a pillar of data mesh, but um, that has to be key. So the data product ownership, uh, data product management, that, that's a key capability that you have to have in-house. So if you think that you can just outsource product management, I don't know, to, to external organizations so you don't have that capability in-house, it's very difficult. And we're talking about a completely new breed of product managers, right? Product managers that with a with a domain and business focus, um, that capability is key. Of course, business um, being so close to data. So a lot of successful organizations, when you look at them that are currently even successful with or without data mesh, when you look at their structure, of course they might have some centralized data team, but their business teams are very data savvy. They really understand the data. They understand how they can, they, they know how what a possibilities are. Maybe they don't know exactly how to manifest those possibilities, but they know what you know power, superpowers they can get from the data. So that's really key as well. Business, data-oriented business people that can either become data product owners or they can be the pair to the data product owners who drive the use cases that would use, you know, the data mesh basically um, as a supporting infrastructure, um, f- for the business outcomes.
0: And then you, you said, uh, kind of the second part of the, the question would love to, to head into that as well.
1: Oh yeah. 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 So, um, I guess the second part of the question is how do I get ready? Right. What are the steps do I have to do to be ready for this? and, and, you know, depending on how large and complex your organization is, and how wide you are starting, and how what is the level of commitment? Are you just testing this out, or are you really committing? Of course, this getting ready might might look different. Uh, but what one thing that might be helpful is to think about your overall execution approach, like your overall journey. Of course, we don't know exactly what the path would look like and twists and turns, but we know roughly how we want to get there. And again, in the, the chapter 15 of the book, Strategy and Execution, I introduced the data mesh execution framework. Um, and that framework basically is around, okay, we've got to be business driven. We've got to be able to deliver this change through vehicles that show end-to-end results it's not just about you know creating data products but it's actually about putting those into and and business facing use cases we want to do this iteratively we want to do this evolutionary right so we want to do this with small steps and changes that we can um, evaluate through this evolutionary kind of fitness functions about this metrics so that th- these metrics and guides, that can tell us, are we we going to to the right direction or do we need to change? So if you then put this um, as an umbrella approach, um, each of those will give you some some initial thoughts around how to get ready. Like, okay, if data mesh is a business-driven approach, um, one way of executing is is making sure um, it's actually driven by the business It means to get ready, you've got to bring both business and tech together, right? And I see that. I see that with very great executives that I talk to. They know, like some of them might be in VP of engineering or CDO or coming from the tech world. And the other way around, some come from the business world. I must say, it's actually majority come from the tech world and very rarely from the business world. But uh nevertheless, like it's delightful for actually to, to to see the people from business world, but both of these parties need to come together. We need to have a very good you know clear agreement on what are the business use cases that would you know drive this execution uh how can we do this end to end so involve all of the parties or representative of those parties even for the thinnest end-to-end slice that you want to execute. So so hopefully this framework, I just touched on one of the aspects, which is business-driven, but hopefully this gives you an idea of readiness, uh, steps for readiness around who did, who needs to be engaged, who are the sk- stakeholders, um, what are our agreements in terms of measuring success, what are our iterations, um, and what things we're not going to do, right? Uh, what's outside of the scope of this change? Um that, and that's also very important in terms of the first steps you take in terms of readiness. I've seen a lot of people opportunistically opportunistically by the cloud provider or internally try to piggyback a data mesh on some form of a data cloud migration to say oh you know you you're migrating to this cloud and often cloud providers advocate for that. Um, let's do data mesh all at the same time, which is fine um, but, if you, if you are getting ready to do both cloud migration and data mesh at the t- same time, you need to agree upon what success looks like because at any point in time, the success metrics for these two you know, streams of work that are coming together look very different. Your cloud migration success metrics is about how many bits and bytes I have on the cloud instead of in my disks on in my data center, Right. How many terabytes of data how many you know data uh, databases we migrated on the other hand, your success metric in terms of your data product is remember like going back to that last conversation we had was reducing the uh, reducing the time the lead time from data to value and be able to do that at scale right how many data products have actually put into use and 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 created an impact uh, and sometimes these are conflicting so upfront agreement, coming back to again, readiness, upfront agreement on what is in the scope and what's out of the scope and what's how we measure success um, is also key.
0: Awesome. And, and one thing that you and I have discussed, and I want to put on the end here is the empathy angle as well of if you aren't ready, it's okay. You're not less than it's okay. Like you, you can set yourself up and kind of the same thing with pace. I know there are some organizations who feel like we're not going fast enough. And it's, it's so, uh, you know, I know you've said that I I want to emphasize that as well. Great. I so well, thank you so much for another great uh, Jamac's corner and uh, we'll look forward to the uh, next one coming up next week. Thank you, Scott. So thanks again to Jamak. As a reminder, please check out her startup Next data. There's more information about it in the show notes. They're doing some pretty amazing things. She's hiring lots of folks, looking to partner with others and just kind of check it out. As for me, please do follow up with me as well. I'm pretty easy to find. I'd love to chat data mesh or anything kind of in the data realm. Check out datameshunderstanding.com for more information, some useful resources and things as well. And Jamak and I both wish you an excellent rest of your day. Now with that, let's cue that inspiring outro music.